Hello guys, it's your girl Alexis on another episode of Hills and Healing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, on today's episode, I'm finally going to discuss finances. It's going to be all about my financial journey, kind of like what inspires me. Um, lately, you know, a lot of people, they're just like, you know, open up and discuss your vulnerabilities and your insecurities. Um, And obviously, as a black woman, (laughs) I definitely am very, very protective of the bag, Um, especially, you know, growing up in a humble household. Um, I'm very grateful for my childhood experiences, but unfortunately, like a lot of other households, especially in minority households, finances, credit, money, a lot of these conversations just don't happen, and it's definitely a detriment to our community as a whole. And so you can kind of say, you know, that humble living as a childhood is obviously definitely one of my biggest motivators. Um, However, it actually gets a little bit more personal for me, Um, not just the disparities in the African-American communities. For me... Um, you know, I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 89. Um, and obviously, you know, throughout my childhood, a lot of women um, were stay-at-home moms. They were all about, you know, taking care of the kids and all of that. Um, also, I just want to have this disclaimer. Um, this is not a battle between what's better as far as a stay-at-home mom and a working mom. A mom is a mom, and you could be a great mom, um, whether you stay home with your children or whether you work. Um, I would never tear down any women. Um, I just wanted to say that first and foremost. However, um, like I said, growing up, I definitely noticed as a child Um, As it relates to people that are close to me, um, like my mother and other women in the community, where I kind of felt that even as a child, that when women put themselves in positions of vulnerability to be like stay-at-home moms with no type of plan, financial guidance or prenup in place, ultimately it will affect and possibly hurt that woman and kids more than anybody. And the effects of that is just kind of what I'm very big on. Here we are in 2022. And what I mean by that is I'm all for people being married. I'm all for people doing what's best for their family. But for me, I'm always going to be an advocate for women. And so I need women to make sure that no matter what um, 
no matter what situation you put yourself in, I need you to do your homework and I need you to be covered. I need you to be protected. Like we have to protect ourselves at all costs because as a woman who gives birth to children that misses work due to our children being sick, um, us being out, just anything as it relates to ourselves and our children. And due to that, women lose so much more income than a man would. And so obviously there is this huge gap, um, financial gap um, between men and women because there are sacrifices, let's be real, that women tend to make more than a man does. And that's just facts. Like we're not even going to go back and forth about that, you know? Um, so like I said, for me, um, I definitely love the household I grew up in. But like any families, like, you know, there's always issues. Um, I definitely felt that my mother was um, in a situation within her marriage where she was controlled financially because it's like, you have to do this because I'm the breadwinner and you're not. And so for me, um, as a child, I knew that I never wanted to be in that situation. Um, because I'm going to be really frank with you guys. And I hope I don't trigger anyone. But I grew up in a very, very religious and strict Islamic household um, to the point where it was hard for me to even go to school, where as a child, I had to advocate and fight for myself to even get an education outside of the home because um, they didn't want me mixing. And <laughs> it's, it's definitely a trigger for me even now as an adult because I felt like as a child, there was just so much. I, I just, <laughs> um, I'm losing my words because I am slightly triggered. I'm going to be real. It's frustrating that a child had to fight so hard to advocate for herself and her well-being, something that a child should do. At 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, I'm a minor. I shouldn't have to beg to go to school. So even in situations like that, as a child, I knew better. I felt that I was being groomed just to be someone's wife, someone's mother. But the fact that I wanted to be educated, I wanted to be more than just someone's mom. I wanted to be something more than just someone's wife. And I think that that was just kind of like a taboo thing um, where I don't know if it intimidated the men of our communities and the leaders at that time, but it was, it was very painful to go through and also to watch. And I'm just thankful that I had to drive to just keep advocating and pushing for myself. So like I said, years and years and years, my mom, I'm going to be very clear. 
My mom has always been taken care of like financially where she didn't have to work, which I know a lot of people like would consider that a blessing. Um, for sure. I do think it is. Um, cause I mean, every, some people have it a lot worse, but for me, which ultimately kind of, you know, sparked my journey of being who I am today and what you guys see, um, with how I am with my sons and daughters, I'm very pro-education. I'm very pro-women getting their coins and leveling up on <laughs> in every aspect of their lives is because I just felt that my mom was always kind of like controlled and manipulated by money because she was a stay-at-home mom and she wasn't the breadwinner. So you have to go along with whatever that person is saying or doing, because at the end of the day, they're paying the bills, you know, and that, and that's her life. That's her journey. If that's what she so chooses. And again, I'm not looking down on anyone. That's just what ultimately inspired me. Also, you cannot (laughs) live in this world and not discuss finances with your children. It will hurt them. It will lead us to very dark places where you, you, you're you not responsible for anything. Um, even things like <laughs> purchasing homes and traveling, it was just kind of like, that wasn't like a thing. And it's just kind of like, me being a black woman, it's so important for me to give myself, first and foremost, a life of luxury but also my children. I don't want them to feel like they have to be on a struggle bus. They have to get through this and they have to have a hard life before they can enjoy stuff. Nah, baby, we we flying out now. Where you want to go? I literally sometimes ask my kids, where are we going next? I let them choose. They're children. I want them to be children. I don't ever want my children to advocate for their education or just advocate in any way because I'm their protector. I'm their parent. I'm here to be their biggest fan. You know what I mean? And so why finances are so important to me is because I never wanted to put myself in a situation where without a man's money, I'm homeless, hungry, and have nothing. I, (laughs) and I, I love marriage. Um, I I love, you know, having a team, a support system. But I also want to not be 100% dependent on another soul for my basic life's necessities. I never wanted to put that type of power or control into anyone's hands. You know what I mean? And just kind of like little things like, you know, when I turned 18, um, you know, got my first credit card because you know how it is 18, oh, get all the credit cards. And you know me, I, I ran that card up. I was like, whatever. So from like 18 to like 21, I was just reckless with credit cards, you know, paying late, like what? I did whatever I want, which is very typical of you know, someone that's not properly educated on financial literacy and how that can affect your 
your your credit because we were not taught the power of credit and what it does for us and how we can benefit from it and use it to our advantage, you know? And so for me, um, by the time I turned 24, 25, I was on to like a different feel. I was like, man, I want to buy a house by 30. I want this, you know, because I spent a lot of time, you know, purchasing. <laughs> you guys know, <laughs> you know, the cars, uh, those little buy here, pay here, you know, you get one of those cars every couple of years, you know, it's not going to last. Um, When I had like messed up my credit, I was like doing little stuff like that. And after that, I was like, what, what am I doing? I was like, I want a brand new car. You know what I mean? So I started asking questions. I started taking classes. Like, I think my first class I took was at the YMCA, like one of those like little financial literacy classes. But one of the things that bothered me was why, if I'm trying to like learn something that's just so basic that we should all have, why do I have to pay someone? But I didn't care. I paid it because I wanted to know. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, I started taking the classes. I started like literally researching um, steps I need to take to purchase a home, to buy a new car, because I was like, I don't, I don't want to buy a used vehicle. I, I don't want something to break down on me. I want better for me, you know? And honestly, it honestly probably started even before 24, 25, because I started being very big on traveling. Like I love, love, love traveling. And I was just like using my money. And one time I was like, I'm not sure what, um, what country I was in. But they were like, oh, baby, don't use your money. Use a credit card. But at this point, I had gotten rid of all my credit cards. So I was like, oh, man, let me go get a credit card. So the second time when I went back to get a credit card, they kind of like gave me a little limit of like a thousand. And I remember at 18, <laughs> my first credit card was like 10,000. <laughs> but you know, that was fresh. You know, you ain't really got no credit. You know, they're taking a chance on you. So when I got that, my second credit card after I had, you know, messed up my credit, they gave me a thousand. They're like, no, you're going to have to work for it. And so I, I took it. And then from there, I literally <laughs> was making sure I pay, paid that. I started, you know, um, negotiating my debt, getting things removed off my credit report. I was like, oh, no. So I, like, went so hard for a year. And then by the time I was 25, I went to the dealership, and I was able to buy my first brand-new car. No co-signer, nothing. Little money down. Um, and took it fresh off the lot. And that was like the greatest feeling. And once I got that, I said, oh, this is a new life. <laughs> so then I just started like getting, um, you know, more credit cards and just being really responsible with that. And then just really started, you know, just saving and just thinking about the bigger picture. The bigger picture for me was financial freedom. And financial freedom for me is not working for someone else. Because at the end of the day, if you have to punch a clock 
to work, that's not financial freedom. Um, financial freedom is when you can start making money in your sleep. You know, when we have these different, when we have different income, you know, we're not just reliant on one source of income. For me, um, the stats are so heartbreaking because so many kids, um, especially my age group and especially older, you know, by the time we left high school, we really didn't have a concept of any type of credit, money, savings, you know, 401k, like life insurance, just any of these things, because I don't think that they were taboo. <laughs> but unfortunately, they just were not talking to us about it. And so for me, you know, being a young mom, you know, trial and error, my kids knew everything. So I'm like, no, we're not doing this, you know. So I started working on my own businesses. And another thing, too, um, with just trying to take information from everybody, you really, really have to know who to go to, especially in this digital age, because everyone is an expert. Everybody thinks they know what they're talking about. And that was definitely something I definitely had to learn the hard way, because one of the things I learned that people were saying, <laughs> the biggest thing was like, y'all need to save because if you save, then you won't have these issues or you'll have more money. Boss. <laughs> That is a BS narrative because at the end of the day, you cannot outsave yourself from poverty. The only way to get more money is to literally increase your income. If I'm poor and other people are poor and they're in poverty stricken neighborhoods, there's no way that they can outsave themselves. From being poor. And I hate that BS that they want to spew and say, well, if you just save, save how? If they're living paycheck to paycheck, there's nothing to save because they have to eat and they have to pay bills. And so I really do hate the insens insensitivity as well that, oh, well, if you just do it this way, no, no. Because at the end of the day, if you have a support system, you have money, like dynamics are very different because I definitely had friends where they were set up beautifully, you know, and I'm not mad. That's what you're supposed to do. Damn, I made sure my kids are set up. Life insurance, classes, educating them in every way that I can giving them the resources to go where they need to go, you know, because that's the goal. Where our parents dropped the ball, where they fell with us, our goal is to be better, to do better, so that we can, you know, go further. We want our kids to exceed on every level, you know, 